I'll just leave it in. I'm a fallible human. <laughs> Look, aren't we all? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> well, you know, some of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're an example to us all. <laughs> yeah, look, I, of fallibility. You know, I, <laughs> uh... Hey, I'm Marin. And I'm Harry. And this is A For Effort. The show where we each bring three words or terms or phrases based on a single theme that is respective to the other, i.e. different. And the other person has to guess what they mean using only etymology, thinking, words, other words, and then thinking even more, and potentially even a few clues from the other person. Welcome. <laughs> Last week, you mm-hmm. went first. And hey, so no way. This so week... on this week, I'll go first. Ha, 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 is innovation. Nice. <laughs> and my first term is blue sky research. Is blue sky research research with no given prompt? Can you elaborate? So when we do, I work making TV shows mm-hmm. and we have different kinds of brainstorms. Sometimes we do a brainstorm based on a brief that's given to us by a channel where they say we're looking for this kind of show. Sometimes we do a brainstorm based on us thinking we should make a certain kind of show. So like, let's concentrate on quizzes. And sometimes we do a brainstorm that's just a blue sky thinking brainstorm where we start with absolutely nothing, no expectations, no preconceptions, and just go in and see what comes out of it. So my application of that to blue sky research is research with no objective um, necessarily written out beforehand, just seeing what happens. I think that it's going to be hard to give a hint to make the definition better than that. So that's very Mm. close. It's where the real world implications are not immediately clear. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But you wouldn't really start like a research project with no goal at all no, 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 or like no. no field at all right just by being within a certain field yes there, there will be sort of structured be. goals yes, yes. Yeah. and in order to get funding to <laughs> you yes. probably have to have some but kind this of goal is, that, that's why i was thinking it's if if it's if it's like a tech giant Mm-hmm. Then they remove oh, the idea of funding or faculty or anything. They just take a bunch of people and put them in a room and be like, think about stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what I would imagine. That's what I was picturing. Right. But this one, it's just there are no immediate real world implications or not obvious ones. What um, I'm trying to say is that I think I have a competing definition. <laughs> <laughs> and that maybe we should take it to the people. <laughs> I guess so. Um you can find our poll at... <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a new show called There Is No Right Answer. <laughs> Everything not. is just what's popular. <laughs> right. Blue Sky Research is research without immediately obvious real-world ap- applications. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Okay, nice. Uh, my next term is mm-hmm. architectural innovation. Right. And this isn't just innovating within the field of architecture. <laughs> Five out of five. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. It's not just innovation within the field of architecture. All right. If I can just correctly rule out every other possible definition, (laughs) then I will, by proxy, have found the correct definition. (laughs) And in the most efficient way. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Okay, so my, my, my first avenue of thinking is that it's kind of a metaphor that 
innovation, I mean, architecture kind of refers to the structure of a given field you're trying to innovate rather than things within that structure. Um, so let's say you're doing innovation within computer science. The architecture of computer science would be, I don't know, the founding theories of it, the basis for it. So you'd be trying to innovate with those rather than within those, if you see what I mean. I do see what you mean. Um, and that's not it. Uh, no, I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, I would say that that's not it. Um, can you give me a hint? In innovation, you have technology mm-hmm. and you have markets and different types of innovation innovate on those two ingredients differently. Right. So, architectural innovation. <laughs> yeah, if you just give me the answer, that'd be good. <laughs> okay, you take existing technology. In architectural innovation, you take existing technology and yeah. you apply it to a new market. market. A new a, market. A new market. Yeah, you take it into a new market. So, for example, Apple making the iPhone. The iPhone yes. is composed of a bunch of different existing technologies. Applied to the phone market. And then applied to the phone market, yeah. So architectural innovation <laughs> is the application of existing technology to new markets. Yep. The last term is path dependency. Path dependency. Yeah. Is that when, um, much like when there is a path in the forest, people are more likely to take it than to beat their own. Uh-huh. As in off the beaten path, not to mm-hmm. beat a path. <laughs> Um, and therefore, uh. existing kind of technological paths, um, people are loath to find new ones and go to new ones. Yeah, I would say that's it. So I feel like I've heard this term before. Probably, yeah. It's like investments, it kind of possible future directions. <laughs> Did I mention investments? <laughs> investments are um, markets. <laughs> Um, Your possible Sorry, future. let me flip my notes. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, possible future directions are shaped by past steps, kind of. Like carbon lock-in is an example of this. Like mm-hmm. if you build an economy requiring like a lot of fossil fuels, for yes. example, then in the future, you're probably still going to need a lot of fossil fuels. And so you kind of have to take steps in the present if you want in the future. future. Yeah. Wow, that's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, <laughs> all right, well, you kind of got it, but do you want to summarize anyways? Yes. So path dependency is the phenomenon in which actions we take in the present forge a path into the future that is difficult to change. All right, great. Well, that is the end of round one. All right, round two. So my theme this week is America at the turn of the 19th to the 20th century. And that is because I recently read a book called Spoiled Brats by Simon Rich, who's a very funny uh, humorist. (laughs) And one of the stories, which is actually being developed into a film now, is about a... um, Um, a Jewish immigrant to Brooklyn in like 1905 who works in a pickling factory who falls into a vat of vinegar and is pickled until the the present. And then he goes to meet his um, present great-grandchild and it's all very funny. 
Okay. But that got me thinking. Number first, it got me thinking about pickling, and I couldn't find any good terms. <laughs> and then it got me thinking about immigration to America at the turn of the century. And there are some good terms, but I thought it was a little boring. So okay. I just picked the enormous. I would <laughs> yeah. actually argue the less nebulous topic than innovation. Yes, I would agree. Um, turn of the century, America. All right. My term number one is dumping ground. A dumping ground sounds like a place where people put garbage. That's or they put things that they don't want. Maybe it's not literal and it's a metaphor. And is it referring to America, the United States of being a dumping ground? <laughs> um, so something like a lot of people were immigrating around the turn of the 20th century and so people are like oh america it's a dumping ground maybe kind of derisively i would say ding yes okay it was cool. mostly used by opponents of immigration within america mm. that's dumping ground congrats well done uh, oh thank you <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. term number two is the gospel of wealth i Thought think I know what this know is. This. Yes. <laughs> yes, in our conversation yesterday from some of the books you've been reading. Yes. So to catch everybody else up, <laughs> the conversation Harry and I were having yesterday was just about philanthropy, basically, um, yeah. and philanthropy through the ages. The Gospel of Wealth was the name of a manifesto written by Andrew Carnegie. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, and... In it, so I'm going to start by defining what that is, but maybe this isn't what your term is. Um, so, in the Gospel of Wealth, Andrew Carnegie, who made a lot of money um, off of steel, I believe. Yes, yeah, steel um, man. Yes, he was a, a steel titan, as it were, he, a steel magnate. He was magnate. a classic titan. Yeah, um, he was a classic titan of Greek mythology. He was um, literally eight thousand years old. <laughs> Uh, and so he made a lot of money off of steel. Basically, in the Gospel of Wealth, he argued that while it would be immoral for him to have so much money were he just to be spending it on himself, by spending it for the public good and for other people, it's not immoral. And in fact, it's actually better that he have the money and he be spending the money because, one, he just can't help making that much money, mm. and two... He knows how to spend it better than, for example, his employees would. Yes. Um, this is, yeah, I feel like it could go on for a while. But is that the idea of the gospel of wealth that you're talking about? Or is it being used as a metaphor in another no, context? The gospel of wealth is just the basic idea that the uber rich have a responsibility to, for um, doing philanthropy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Final Final term <laughs> is the Free Silver Party. Okay, the Free Silver Party? Yep, you okay. heard me. <laughs> so, free doesn't cost money or is not... Constrained. Constrained, thank you. Silver, uh, it could refer to silverware, could just refer to general wealth. Yeah, could, re could refer to the color. Party, a grouping of people. To give you some context, it was also known as the Free Silver Populist Party. Okay. Populists generally 
yes. are politicians mm. who are accessible to the public with their rhetoric. Yes. Does that seem like a decent definition of what a populist is? My definition, yep. which may be um, biased mm-hmm. because I do not see myself as a populist, uh-huh. is a politician or political party which espouses viewpoints or policies which are popular among the electorate but not beneficial to the country itself. Okay. This also this seems like one of those cases where you've thought about the definition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe I'll say mine. Really. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the Free Silver Populist Party, yes. does it have something to do with giving people money? Is that the silver in this case? It could. Maybe they uh, advocated for printing more money or something, which yes. would then yes, lead to <laughs> inflation. And but they also, literally about the silver. Wanted to mine silver? And? Gold? No, and <laughs> do what with the silver? What are they going to and no, uh, yeah, mine silver and give it to people for free. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, cool. Kind of economic stimulus while also printing more money, which would be backed by silver as well as gold. Okay. It's a monetary. Po- I should have done this. This is a much better term. So monetary policy called bimetallism. Bimetallism. As in B-I, two metals. Yeah. Because it was backed by gold initially, so they espoused this new economic view where they would um, a- increase the money supply by backing the new money by silver, with silver. Okay, got it. To give you some, as it's a little more context as well, this kind of blew up right after a, um, a panic on Wall Street and then a consequential depression. Okay, so, yeah, the free silver. <laughs> okay, cool. The Free Silver Populist Party wanted to print more money, which would then be backed by uh, silver, which they also wanted to mine more of, and then distribute the money slash silver to people for Mm. free as an economic stimulus. And based on the context that you just gave, the economic stimulus was in response to an economic shock and resulting depression. Yes. All right, great. And that is the end. Around it. All right, I have my scores ready. Are your scores ready? Uh, nope, but I'm doing them real quick. <laughs> zero out of five. Um, uh, zero out of five. <laughs> good, good. Zero out of five. <laughs> Good, that one that didn't take long. <laughs> uh, perfect. Uh, well, let me just count them all up. Uh, <laughs> all right, you tell me my scores first, please. <laughs> okay. For Blue Sky Research, I gave you four out of five. Ooh, thank you. For nice. Architectural Innovation, I gave you one out of five. Good. And for Path Dependency, I gave you five out of five, which hey. brings you to a total of 10 out of 15. Not so bad. Two out of three. Agreed. 67. That's fine. <laughs> I think you'll be a little happier with your score. <laughs> Dumping ground, uh, five out of five. Oh, thank the you. The gospel of wealth, five out of five. <laughs> yeah. Free silver party, five out of five. 
for a grand total of, I think this may be the first perfect score. All right. If you would like to read more about innovation, I know that my terms maybe seemed a little underwhelming, but the topic is very interesting. And the terms were inspired by a book called The Entrepreneurial State by Mariana Mazzucato. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing uh, her last name correctly, but she's an economist who argues that the public sector needs to drive innovation. Its role shouldn't be limited to just quote-unquote, correcting market failures. Anyways, it's a great book. I will link that in the description, as well as an article about blue sky research um, and about different types of innovation. Uh, I am currently in the middle of Simon Rich's very good book, Spoiled Brats, which is really funny. Okay. A for Effort is hosted and produced by me, Mered. And me, Harry. And is edited by me, Mered. But not me, Harry. Our engineer is Nick Shoup. Our illustrator is Marielle Wall. And you can see their illustrations for the show on our Instagram, which is at a for effort cast. And if you'd like to get into contact with us, please send an email to a for effort cast at gmail.com. You can find the show on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Well, literally anywhere that you get your podcast. <laughs> I think I've said that before, and I said yeah. something like, even if you get them in an abandoned building full of bees. It was bees. a well. It was a well. Yeah. <laughs> so one time you said. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And other than that, we'll be back in two weeks. See you then. Goodbye. Bye. Perform acts of philanthropy. Yes. To spend their money. Yes. In philanthropic ways. Yes. Well put. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> to give to charity. <laughs>